Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L. On Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. Talk Radio 77 WABC. New York's talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. This may well become my theme for the lunch hour edition here at WABC. Heroes on parade as I follow the 15 minutes uh, that you get of Bill O'Reilly. And then it's 45 minutes of a rip and reaving commentary in which I go until Greg Kelly comes on board at one. Uh, all weekend long, it's always broadcasting, Curtis. Plenty of time to call in because it's a call-driven show. I don't take any guess. Well, let me talk about a parade of heroes that has taken place in the news that has not gotten anywhere near the kind of coverage that it needs, especially when you consider that as we speak here, our mayor, Eric Adams, is hosting a conference of mayors at Gracie Mansion from around the country in which they're talking about gun control And how we can't allow people to carry guns because it'll just add to more misery, more violence, more anarchy. We get more clarity into this hero who should be welcomed uh, to the White House and given a medal by our President Joe Biden, who never will. We're talking about the Indiana Mall hero, Elijah Dickin, who it turns out returned fire just 15 seconds into that mass shooting in the Greenwood Mall right in the food court. And you know how we learned that it wasn't two minutes, but in fact it was 15 seconds after this crazed maniac gunman, Jonathan Saperman, who had come in with two rifles and a handgun and lots of clips, came out of that bathroom firing in just 15 seconds from a distance. This hero fired 10 shots with his handgun, Elijah Dickin, and took him out. And the person who corrected that was the Greenville Greenwood Police Chief, James Ison, who originally said the Good Samaritan opened fire after two minutes. Quote, this error was simply a result of misreading my notes during the press conference. I feel the need to correct this immediately. There were no police at the scene. There were no security officers who were armed. This young maniac at 20 years old would have continued to keep firing into that food court and uh, would have a little music here, Lou, please. Thank you. Thank you. Would have continued to fire in that food court and probably would have killed a dozen or more and maimed dozens. He was only able to get off 24 shots. And why is it that more of our national news is not glorifying what Elijah Dickin did? 22 years old, was carrying a 9mm fully loaded handgun, was wearing flip-flops at the time, shorts, a t-shirt, 
he had a legal handgun and he did what any rock ribbed all American would have done in that circumstance where you don't have security officers and you don't have police and particularly in an era when it seems that many in law enforcement have been accused of cowardice as we see down in Texas and rightfully so. It's time for citizens to step up, step up. Meantime, did you see the case in Greenwich? How many of you are aware that in downtown Greenwich, at a jewelry tech shop, 4.30 in the afternoon, a woman leaves after making purchases right in the heart of the wealthiest area of Connecticut. And two men attack her and her male companion. She starts to fight them off. They get the best of the two. They begin to flee. And out of nowhere, a good Samaritan comes running through the street and tackles one of the thieves and engages him in an all-out battle. Eventually, the thief escapes, jumps into a car, and does a getaway. That was on Channel 12. In fact, we have that posted, ladies and gentlemen. In fact, all of these acts of heroism that need to be uh, touted that need to be exploited here are on our Twitter account. Oh, just go to the Twitter account. You can see the bravery of Channel on Channel 12 of this unnamed hero. Why don't we know the name of this hero? Why don't we know the name of this Good Samaritan? Why is it we always find out after the fact who the Good Samaritan is? But it didn't stop there. Let me give you another case of a Good Samaritan. In the middle of the day, on a bridge that connects Manhattan to Yankee Stadium, some enemy of animals has a pit bull, and while he's crossing over the bridge, he picks up the pit bull and he does a Michael Pitt. The white and the brown pooch is struggling to survive. It's going to drown. And a good Samaritan jumps in and keeps that dog alive, keeps the dog's head above water as he struggles to stay afloat. Then immediately the fire department, Marine Unit 4, raced to the scene, found the good Samaritan clinging to the canine from the shore in an attempt to keep his head above water as he struggled to stay afloat. And the fire department was able to bring both of them to the surface. The outcome for this animal could have been very different if the good Samaritan hadn't jumped in. You know what it is to jump into the Harlem River? Let me tell you something. I've never swam in the Harlem River. I would never swim in the Harlem River. There are so many toxins in there that if you jump in the Harlem River, you'll probably disintegrate. And who is this brave hero who rescued this pit bull mix? We still don't know the name of this hero. We don't know the name of the hero who saved the two who came out of that jewelry high-tech store in downtown Greenwich. We need constantly to raise these individuals who risk everything to come to the aid of people they don't even know. As we finally found out in the mall shooting in Indianapolis, as we wait to find out who the Good Samaritan was who stopped that daytime robbery in Greenwich, Connecticut, and that Good Samaritan who jumped into the Harlem River to save that pit bull mix who was getting Michael Vick. By the way, I know they have video on that bridge that connects Washington Heights 145th Street to Yankee Stadium. Why 
are we not being able to see who is the individual who tossed that mixed pit bull into the Harlem River? Let's uh, air the video. Let's find him and let's bag him and tag him. But then again, if he gets charged in the Bronx by D.A. Clark, she'll cut him loose. And then again, if he if he gets charged on the Manhattan side of cut him loose, Alvin Bragg, he'll get turned loose. Anyway, front page headlines are blazing here. Finally, justice. At long last, Alvin Bragg, friend of all criminals, agrees to drop the bodega workers' murder charge, Jose Alva. That's in the New York Post. The Daily News cleared and stabbed Slay. The DA moves to drop the murder rap versus the attack bodega worker, Jose Alba. And yet, you would think there would be universal acclaim of this. I'm reading off of this Twitter, Twitter feed. So what? Henceforth, if you assault some old guy, he can just take out a knife and stab you. Think of where this might lead. Yeah, you know where this might lead? To a much safer city instead of the city that is in a crime crisis that is fear city, you schmuck, you putz, whoever put this out on Twitter. Then another Twitter uh, follower puts out, what about the woman who started the whole thing? Will she be charged with at least assault? Her life was never in any danger. You can forget about that. This woman went home that night after a boy toy got sliced and diced and she had dinner and she's off to her next boy toy and probably have two, three, four more kids with him. What a double disgraziata. Oh, and I must I must all bring you to the attention of two of our grand dames here at WABC. First, Cindy Adams. I was amazed when I was going through my hard copy of the New York Post, as I do, as you know, I'm old school. Every day I got to get my hard copy of the Post, the News, Long Island Newsday, and yes, the New York Times. I got to be able to feel it. I got to be able to touch it. I got to be able to see where the articles are posted and also how their book ended. And I'm reading Cindy Adams' column, and it's amazing. She has the story that I told of what a great organization the Salvation is and continues to be. But as you know, the last Christmas season, they were under attack because some of their members had gone woke on them. And people were taking it out on them by not putting in their spare change in the red kettle. So Cindy Adams, to her credit, 92 years old, sharp as a tack. Oh, if only, if only our president, Joe Biden was able to be as uh, smart, as concise, as quick as Cindy Adams. Anyway, you can hear Cindy Adams right here on WABC, Sundays from 1 to 2. But she printed a story about how I had been a keynote speaker for Salvation Army Luncheon, told the story of how my father, a merchant seaman of 54 years, when he was laid up in the Port of Orleans with the other seamen, was spared getting arrested by the local sheriff in the parish, for uh, a series of charges, mostly loitering, and the Salvation Army would give each of these men $2 in an envelope to prevent that from happening. Never tried to convert anyone. My mother-in-law, who grew up in Greenpoint, uh, lost her uh, father and was provided food, food and clothing by the nearby Salvation Army Center. They never tried to convert her. And my own wife, Nancy, while going to the Polish-language Catholic school in Ridgewood, went to the after-school center conducted by the Salvation Army where they taught her bowling. 
That's right, bowling. You know, that's the uh, Polish national sport, sparkle ball. And they never tried to convert it. And the Salvation Army provided two locations for me to train guardian angels in Manchester, New Hampshire, and in Gary, Indiana, when nobody else would help us. Wow. Thank you, Cindy Adams. And by the way, you don't want to miss the other grand dame. Oh, yeah. She <laughs> she had our Kelsey Grammer, Frazier, from two to three, Joan Hamburg, in which Kelsey announced it went viral across the, the world. And yet, Frazier would be returning. And yet, two of these women up in years, sharp as attack, in complete control of their faculties. And look at the man who serves as our president, stumbling and mumbling and shuffling each and every day, Joe Biden. And it's interesting because Emily Carr, who uh, starred in Game of Thrones, says there's quite a bit missing from uh, her brain after she had two aneurysms. In fact, she had an aneurysm in 2011 and 2013. And she said the lasting effects of the two brain aneurysms she suffered continue to affect her to this day. Now, if you look at uh, Amelia Clark. You say to yourself, wow, she's young. She must be maybe oldest, 40 years old. She had two aneurysms, 2011, 2013. The operation that she had uh, uh, was not invasive into her skull, but she says it's had a lasting impact and that there's quite a bit missing. Strokes, basically, as soon as any part of your brain doesn't get blood for a second, it's gone. So the blood finds a different route to get around, but then whatever bit is missing is therefore gone. She's learned not to stress out about the literal gaps in her head. I thought, well, this is who you are. This is the brain that you have. There's no point in continually racking your brains about what might not be there. I'm alive. I'm grateful. Now, why is this pertinent to Joe Biden? Because I don't think people realize That in February 1988, our President Joe Biden had back-to-back aneurysms. Now, he was up in years at that point, older than Emily Clark. So if Emily Clark says that there's quite a bit missing from her brain after two aneurysms, maybe this is the answer as to why Joe Biden, so often our president, seems to completely be out of sight, out of mind, and disconnected. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. Talk Radio 77 WABC. He knows New York. He is New York. Cred that the others don't have. Curtis Lewa. Talk Radio 77 WABC. What would the Ramones think? This is the lunchtime edition of WABC featuring yours truly, Curtis Sliwa, until the 1 o'clock hour. reason why I'm playing this song by the Ramones is that 
Both Sid, uh, Sid Rosenberg and our own Lou Board operator have a decision to make. Seven miles of the Irish Riviera were closed yesterday because of shark sightings and rip currents. Back-to-back, belly-to-belly. So I ask you, Lou, and I ask you of Sid Rosenberg, a recent migrant to Bell Harbor, are you going to impose stand-your-ground rules, which include warning shots when you see those sharks? That's right. You're strapped up right there on the beach. You see the shark fin? Just cap some shots in the air, right? Come on. Stand your ground. Although I happen to feel that um, our own Sid Rosenberg may pack his bags and leave back to the mainland. He'd rather deal with whitefish, a.k.a. gefilte fish, than the big white sharks. But it is a problem. In fact, there were two particular reports uh, in which uh, lifeguard said that a surfer guy, one of these surfer bums, was over near uh, Beach uh, 62nd Street, and the shark bumped his board, as well on 102nd Street by another lifeguard. And you know what has happened now. You want to get the attention of crime wave Kathy Hochul? This is what you do, Lou, and the rest of the folks out there. If you notice, shark sightings in Suffolk, shark sightings in Nassau, and now shark sightings all along the Irish Riviera from far Rockaway to Breezy Point. What has Governor Hochul done? She's called for a surge against the sharks. She's sending in helicopters, boats, jet skis, drones, more lifeguards with binoculars. So this is what you do, Lou. If you have a crime problem anywhere in New York State from Buffalo to Brooklyn, you claim that the person who mugged you, who shot you, who raped you, who assaulted you was a shark. If you claim that they're sharks, you'll get the attention of Crime Wave Kathy Holcomb and local law enforcement officials. Uh, you see Bruce Blakeman out there in Nassau County swimming with the sharks. And you see Ballone out there in Suffolk County. Oh, they will declare war on the sharks. Hey, you think you could declare war on the two-legged criminals? But enough of that uh, right now, Lou, because uh, as we speak, uh, Eric Adams, the swagger man, the mayo has no plan. Hey, 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 I know a lot of you people are saying, don't blame me, I voted for sleep. Well, he continues to kvetch, to moan, to groan. Why crime is escalating at an all-time high. He's meeting with mayors from around the country today, Gracie Mansion. They're talking about all the illegal guns that are flooding into the cities, and not any one of them. Not any one of them are going to bring up the issue of putting back, stop, and frisk. And the reason that I say putting back, stop, and frisk, I'm going to give you a series of crimes that have transpired in the last 24 hours that Eric Adams and the police commissioner missing in action, C will have absolutely no grip on. Let me take you to East Harlem. Broad daylight, a 14-year-old boy was targeted in an execution. Justin Streeter was shot in the head, and another boy, 15, was hit in the leg by a gunman who opened fire at them after they left a uh, bodega near the corner of East 128th Street and Park Avenue at 4.30 in the afternoon. The teen, Justin Streeter, had lived there before. His parents said, we got to escape. These uh, thugs here, these gangbangers are going to kill you. They took him to Plainfield, New Jersey. And he came back for a family visit, and I guess the thugs there, the gangbangers, they saw him, 
and they decided to settle all scores. Dead. Now, do you think uh, Police Commissioner Sewell, who's been missing in action, would have said, yeah, yeah, we really we really got to uh, reimpose stop and frisk. These teenagers are killing one another. They're brazenly carrying loaded nine millimeters. They're raising them in the air like they just don't care, firing off shots in Brooklyn. You have uh, Eric Gonzalez, the DA, if you're caught with a loaded 9 millimeter first time, you go to a diversion program. You don't get locked up. I heard him on the, the 5 o'clock roundtable uh, with John Katsimatidis the last week. He never once mentioned, well, you know, first time gun bust, you get a diversion program. You come in once a week. Uh, we let you talk to a therapist while we give you pizza and Coca-Cola. And all you got to do is promise you won't do it again. <laughs> uh, and some of you out there, you buy that nonsense. Meantime, you notice that crew member who was shot dead on the set of Law and Order? We find out his name was Johnny Pizarro, a 31-year-old married dad of three. He had just started his shift and was sitting in the driver's seat of a 2008 red Honda Civic that was saving a parking space in Greenpoint, which used to be Polish, some Italian, now it's all hipsters and millennials, at 5.15 in the morning. Another guy shows up, opens the door, and blasts him five times, shooting him in the chest and the head. He bled out right in that car. And the reason he was sitting in that car? To hold the parking spaces for the film crew trucks and later the actors and actresses who naturally had to come to get prepared. The motive for the killing was unclear, but cops said they're not ruling out anything, including whether it may have stemmed from a parking dispute. This is right around the area where my mother-in-law, who has now fled to Pennsylvania, Milford, like so many others, she actually grew up in Greenpoint when it was predominantly Polish. What a different community it was then. These flyers are taped up in the area urging residents to complain to their local lawmakers, knock yourself out, that won't work, about how the filming in their neighborhood is displacing your family by taking up all the parking spots, and how they removed all the parking spots under the BQE for the construction of bike lanes that nobody uses. So the people were in a rage, not only against the film crew of Law & Order, but Blue Bloods has been there, the FBI has been there, and local residents are saying, we're getting killed with film shoots. Not that they're getting shot. They're getting killed because they have no parking spaces. Now, could this possibly be a motivation? Well, the cops are saying they'll consider everything. But then, this is, this is what the old points bulletin was. I, w- I want you to get this. The suspect fled on foot after the murder and is still in the wind. What the hell does that mean, still in the wind? When has that kind of terminology ever been used by the NYPD, right? These are a bunch of new jacks. They're on the lam. They escaped. Uh, we have an old points bulletin for the capture. And here we go again. Here's the description. He was last seen wearing a black hoodie and black pants. Lou, no description of the guy's color. You know 80% of the guys who commit these crimes in our city are black. No mention of that. The over-under point spread is he's probably black. But he could be white. He could be Hispanic. He could be Asian. He could be olive skin. Who knows? Look at this description. I'm going to read it again. This happens day in, day out. The All Points Bulletin put out by the NYPD, because they're so politically correct now, we don't want to offend anybody. The suspect who executed this guy, Pizarro, who walks up to the car in Greenpoint, shoots him five times in his head and his body. He bleeds out. 
runs away on foot, is <laughs> still in the wind, whatever. I, I, I heard of the old phrase, you know, you pass some wind. What the hell is wrong with the cops now at one police plaza? And he was last seen wearing a black hoodie and black pants. What about his color? This is always, this is endless. Then, of course, we got the e-bike creep. You saw in the video, he's stalking women in the wee hours of the morning. He comes behind them. He jumps them. He chokes them out. And then he rapes them. He did that on 82nd Street and Central Park West. That's just five blocks from where I live with my beloved Nancy and our 18 rescue cats, right? Right there. Rapes the woman right on 82nd Street, Central Park West. Then he gets on his e-bike. He goes downtown where I used to live near Avenue A, St. Mark's Place. He finds another female who's walking home. He comes up behind her and, again, stalking her on the bicycle, the e-bike. He grabs her. You see the video. He pulls her down. He rapes her right there. And apparently he did this once before on the Manhattan Bridge. Now, you would think that the Missing in Action Police Commissioner Sewell, being a woman, would prioritize this. You think Eric Adams, the swagger man who has no plan, would prioritize this? No, it's just another crime in Sin City, in Fear City, USA. Just another crime. Just add it to the crime blotter. And then this occurred. Now, when this occurs to a police officer, you know this can occur to anybody. And who do I blame for this? Alvin Bragg, the Manhattan DA, who gives swag bags to all the shoplifters and boosters so that when they go in to a Dwayne Reed, a CVS, or a Walgreens, the cashiers, uh, even the security officers, no, don't interfere because nothing's going to happen to them. Even if they get arrested by the store detective, even if they get arrested by the NYPD, they're just going to be put through the system, given a disappearance ticket, and they come back to do it again and again. And in fact, a lot of these uh, shoplifters and boosters will tell uh, those that work in Walgreens, uh, Dwayne Reed, or uh, CBC, they'll tell them, hey, look, I'm just here to loot. I'm not going to shoot. So what happened earlier today, a 52-year-old cop, the NYPD, was working a side job at the store. They work in uniform. Some of the money goes to the NYPD. Some of the money goes to the police officers who are earning OT. And he catches Dominique Lax. Now, they claim Dominique Lax is a woman. And I'll bet you she identifies as a woman. But if this is the same Dominique Lax that I know from 8th Avenue near 44th Street, it's transgender. Quite a few of the shoplifters and the boosters out there are transgenders, transvestites. But she was in the act of pilfering items at the drugstore on 8th Avenue near 44th Street last midnight. Lax pulls out a pair of scissors and slashes the cop on the shoulder. The officer was left with what police sources described as a deep cut and taken to Bellevue Hospital. Lax was busted on the scene and hit with multiple charges, including aggravated assault on a police officer, three counts of robbery, reckless endangerment, obstruction of government administration, petty larceny, menacing harassment, and resisting arrest. Watch. It all gets watered down to petty larceny, disorderly conduct, and believe it or not, even in stabbing a police officer... I predict Dominique Lax will be cut loose in the streets by turn him loose Alvin Bragg, who is the criminal's best friend. And speaking of business, 
Eric Adams has said no mas, no mas. Yesterday at a press conference, he said we may not have central business districts anymore. He's talking particularly about the Grand Central area, which is empty and vacant now. He's speaking particularly about the area surrounding uh, Penn Station and uh, the Port Authority. Uh, We'll call that, uh, for purposes of description, the central business districts, Chelsea, Hell's Kitchen, that whole area, empty. In fact, uh, only about 41% on any given day of the offices are occupied. Uh, That means the other 59% to 16% remain empty. And the number one reason that the white-collar workers give for not coming back to work in these spacious office buildings in what Eric Adams calls the central business districts is crime. It's no longer COVID. It's crime. So now... Uh, you had Jamie Dimon, Jamie Dimon of J.P. Morgan Chase, if you remember, back in February, insisted that his workers have to come back to work. They flipped him the bird, and they said, we're not coming back to work. He said, oh, okay, come to work two days, stay at home the other three days. Eric Adams, all of our civil servants have to return to work. They flipped him the bird. Oh, okay, he said yesterday, oh, come in two days, uh, you know, do your work at home three days. He has, uh, he has surrendered. No mas, no mas. He is waving the white flag. And yet, the other part of the press conference was he was decrying all of the illegal aliens who are now pouring into New York City, some of whom are being sent immediately to the city's overburdened shelter system. He's claiming hundreds as a result. And he's not blaming the Joe Biden administration. He's blaming uh, the Texas governor. He's blaming the Arizona governor for putting on them on buses and sending them to Washington, D.C. Once they're in Washington, D.C., they find their own routes. So he claims that we've had about 3,000 illegal aliens just in the past few weeks who have decided to come to New York City, City and seek shelter in the shelter system. I think they're out of their minds. I'd rather try to survive out in the parks, out in the streets, <laughs> in the subways than the city shelter system. But he wants money from Washington. And he's claiming, not in my backyard, not in my backyard. You got to stop it, along with the Washington, D.C. mayor who has said, you got to stop it, Joe Biden. Meantime, these are the same guys who run asylum cities. They're the same guys who welcome in illegal aliens on a regular basis. They're the same ones who are saying, Andale, Andale, cross the border. We welcome you. We're a sanctuary city. Come to our city. But now all of a sudden, not in my backyard, unless Washington pays for it. So all it is is it's a shakedown for a handout. And I don't necessarily believe it. Most of you folks out there, you don't know how the shelter system in New York City runs. You can't just show up at a shelter. you got to go to 33 Beaver Street. You get a voucher. They check your ID, and then they ship you to a specific shelter because it's all a money game. Most of the shelters are run by sickle fans, toadies, and lackeys of politicians. They run nonprofits. They're not taking anybody unless they get money for it. So I'm going to do a deep dive because I don't believe this story by Eric Adams that all of a sudden he's saying no to illegal aliens when this is the guy who is called ICE, thugs, Limigre, Immigration and Naturalization Service, the law enforcement wing, ICE, along with then Andrew Evil Ice Cuomo. They called ICE the thugs, not MS-13. ICE. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Check this out. 
No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. Music to my ears. The great Jimmy Stir with the uh, world's most famous polka music band. The guy's Irish. How did that happen? Uh, I remember I was in uh, Valhalla, you know, in Westchester years ago. Valhalla, you know, where the dam is, you know, the reservoir. It looks like any moment if the water came over, it's flooding, it's flooding. It was Jimmy Stir and his Polish polka band, and they enticed me to get into the Polish polka dance contest. And I finished second. Look, I am a whirling dervish out there, even though at 68 a lot of you had won. Hey, maybe you lost a step or two. No, no, no. Well, let me tell you, I'm going to make it a point here on the lunch hour edition of WABC featuring yours truly, Curtis Lee, to let you know whenever there are free concerts, free because with Biden slash Putin inflation, you can barely afford anything anymore. So my very dear friend, Jimmy Stir, with the world's most renowned, most Grammy Award winning uh, ventures, is having a Polish polka free concert tonight at the Maspeth Federal Savings and Loan parking lot located at 69th Street in Maspeth, right off the LIE I won that area in the mayoral campaign. I'm going to try to make it. But the rest of you, man, this is free, free. Now, I know it's hot and it's sweltering, but, hey, you know, you put the babushka on your head. You bring out the umbrellas. Don't worry about it. You drink your lemonade, your iced tea. I'm sure some of you will have it ginned up and enjoy yourself. By the way, I got to let you all know there's another great free concert coming along. Not, not quite now. Joan Jett and the Black Hearts, I've told you over and over again, I fell in love with Joan Jett many years ago, although I realized she could never fall in love with me because she didn't like men. From Long Island, a Baltimore Orioles fan, I forgave her for that. What great music, Joan Jett and the Black Hearts. And they will be performing live and in concert, free, F-R-E-E, write it down, 8 p.m. July 30th. At the Harry Chapin Lake, Lakeside Theater in Eisenhower Park, in the whole concert series, we're already promoting it here at WABC. Nasser is back. The host, Bruce Blakeman, the um, county uh, executive there in Nassau County. This is a really good thing. You don't have to worry about it. There are no sharks uh, in Eisenhower Park or at the Harry Chapin Lakeside Theater. A tremendous venue. In fact, our own John and Margot Katzmatidis of our parent company, Red Apple Media, Hosted an event there about a year ago in the summer, doo-wop and acapella concert. The place was packed with WABC listeners. It was free, uh, emceed by our own cousin, Brucey. Oh, great, great, free. Uh, By the way, I don't know if anybody talked about it. Yesterday was the anniversary of Chappaquiddick back on July 19th of 1969. You think the Biden family is dysfunctional? with uh, Joe Biden uh, and Joe Biden's brothers, and more importantly, Hunter Biden. No, they got nothing on the Kennedys. Remember, it was July 19th, 1969. I think it was the day after the Apollo 11 lunar landing. 
There she was, Mary Jo Kopechny, in the back of that black Oldsmobile. She was only 28. And it was Ted Kennedy who was driving, and that car plunged off the Dyke Bridge. In the meantime, Ted Kennedy escaped the submerged car. She was left in there. He swam ashore, went to sleep, and then reported it 10 hours later. 10 hours later, he pled guilty to leaving the scene of an accident. He got a two-month suspended sentence. Obviously, he's a Kennedy. And his uh, driving license privilege was suspended for a year. Obviously, he's a Kennedy. And what did he do as a Kennedy? He he went on to run for the presidency of the United States in the Democratic uh, uh, primary campaign against the sitting Democratic president, Jimmy Carter, the same year that eventually Ronald Reagan took out uh, Jimmy Carter. But you see, that's the Kennedy's dysfunction. We talk about the Biden dysfunction. Oh, it is dysfunctional, the Biden family, but they got nothing on the Kennedy family that we were bamboozled about for years. The age of Camelot proved to be a form of political technology, and so many of you believed it, and I believed it. Because we were fed that propaganda. Meantime, this is not propaganda, ladies and gentlemen. The wildfires are raging again outside Athens. You may have remembered last year, wildfires ravaged about 300,000 acres of forest and bushland in different parts of Greece as the country experienced its worst heat wave in 30 years. It's now undergoing the same process. You've heard about the horrors in Spain and in France, and in Portugal, and in England, which has had its highest temperatures ever ever before. But look at the state of Texas. I predict, unfortunately, I predict there's going to be brownouts and blackouts there. Their grid can't handle this. Austin, Texas alone has had 40 days straight over 100 degrees. Now, we're complaining that we're going to have maybe the next 10 days, it's going to be 90 degrees, close to that, over 90 degrees. Can you imagine for all those folks in New York and New Jersey and Connecticut and Pennsylvania who fled to Austin, which is a very liberal progressive city, one of the few there in Texas, they've had 40 days above 100. That grid cannot hold up. There are heat waves across the country of 100 or more, and we're going to have our own heat wave problem here for the next 10 days. we got to hope the grid holds up. Um, I pray. No brownouts, no blackouts. But I don't know if the grid can hold up. Greg Kelly up next. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L. On Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024.